With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. I hope you had a great weekend, or at least your brackets. Welcome to the program. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. You remember the old show, Wide World of Sports, that opening line, the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. That's a perfect tagline for the NCAA tournament. Oh, we saw the thrill everywhere. Underdogs like Oral Roberts, Loyola of Chicago advancing to the Sweet 16. North Texas, Ohio University pulling off surprises. And then the agony of defeat, the feeling many of us had looking at our brackets after Ohio State and Illinois lost. I was looking at some research here. Two of the Big Ten teams that are out, Ohio State and Illinois, played in that overtime thriller last Sunday. That was the Big Ten title game. It's hardly a new trend in the last five years in which an NCAA tournament has been played Of the 10 teams to play in the Big Ten title game, only one of those 10 got as far as the Elite Eight. That was Michigan back in 2018, and they went on to the national title game, losing to Villanova. The other nine all failed to reach the Elite Eight, with four of them failing to survive the second round. With a year off, a lot of people have forgotten just how great March Madness can be. It delivered in a big way. It was great. I mean, I have some... I guess, uh, issues with, they didn't bounce around yesterday. They bounced around late last night, but the afternoon, I thought that's what's fun when they're bouncing around. By the way, full slate of games starting at noon Eastern today. Plan accordingly, but the energy is there. The effort is there. And really, there might not be another sporting event where you have those intangibles at play. Energy and effort. They play a bigger role because talent alone doesn't guarantee you anything. Look at these teams that have been bounced. And you get a wide contrast of styles here. And there's little turnaround. Teams have to figure out how to play a team that they may never have seen. Imagine if you think you're prepping for Texas. And all of a sudden you go, 
Well, we should probably look at Abilene Christian a little bit here, right? Nah, we're going to look at Texas. And then you turn around and then you have to play these teams that you probably never thought were going to be there. And the results have been as unpredictable as ever. And that's why we love the tournament. Even if entering the bracket contest can be extremely humbling. Your phone calls are always welcome. Uh, Best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like. Sign up for the DP Show newsletter, danpatrick.com. This program brought to you by Built Bar Protein Bar. You have to remind yourself it's a protein bar. Promo code DP10, 10% off your first order, builtbar.com, DP10 at checkout. Come up with a play of the day, stat of the day. McLovin has the honors of coming up with a poll question. But a lot of surprises there yesterday and last night over the weekend. Used to be Jim Beheim could coach during the regular season, couldn't coach in the tournament. Then he won a national title, and that went away. Now I think he can coach in the tournament. He can't coach during the regular season because they barely get in. And then all of a sudden you look up and you go, oh, I'll be damned. You've made it to the Sweet 16. And you know Jim Beheim has got to be in a great mood after watching his son have another great game, and they're going to the Sweet 16. Here's the Syracuse head coach. It's hard to make the Sweet 16. Look around. Look at some of the teams that are out. It's really hard to to get to the Sweet 16. When I started coaching, we thought that was you're supposed to do that. You know, uh, I think we went to 14 or 15 Sweet 16s, and some of them I don't even think we celebrated. Probably 10 of them. I, I don't even think we celebrate them. We just figured that's what we're supposed to do. But uh, it's very hard. There's so many good teams. You watch all these teams that are winning that nobody knows that much about, and it's not an accident. That was a great game. But contrasting styles and these teams that can live and die by the three, and all it takes is one game. Just a little magic. That's it. And you have your blue bloods, or at least teams we thought were blue bloods, and these teams, these you know smaller schools, they don't consider themselves smaller schools. They've been together. Loyola, Loyola of Chicago's been together. They've been here before. One of their stars, Cameron Crutwig, will join us, the Loyola Center. Seth Davis from CBS Sports will join us coming up a little bit. Uh, LaMelo Ball breaks his wrist, likely done for the rest of the season, so no reason for me to watch any more Hornets games. LeBron injures his ankle. We'll talk about that coming up. Uh, So Illinois out and Virginia out and Texas out, Purdue out, Ohio State's out, Oklahoma State's out. So your Sweet 16 has such basketball powers as Abilene Christian, Oregon State, Syracuse, Oral Roberts, Loyal of Chicago. Yep, I'm sure you had that in your bracket challenge. This is where somebody who knows nothing about basketball will then say, oh, I had Oral Roberts. Uh, You probably did. What about all the stuff you didn't have? But somebody's going to have the, oh, I had Abilene Christian going far. Does anybody want to get it off their chest now that they had somebody that nobody thought was going to go this far? Yeah, I didn't think so. I, I'm not even looking at my bracket. Like, I don't even care. I, I just, I, I watched, I enjoyed over the weekend, basketball coming up later today. And uh, I look forward to it. It's, it's, it's antiseptic, you know, you don't have the atmosphere there, but you still have, you have the drama. 
having the fans there, fan bases, the bands there, all of that, and you throw it all together, it's magical. You know, you still lose that excitement that you hear, you see, you feel, and even the disappointment. But full slate of basketball games starting at noon Eastern today. McLovin, you got a poll question for me. Yes, and can I weigh in on the poll question too? The first option, do you like all these underdogs advancing? And I'm going to say no. Okay. Because I think it's a duty of the media to say, oh, we love all these underdogs. But the second my bracket went away, I'm like, oh, I don't want to watch this. I don't want to watch Loyola Chicago in the final eight or whatever. Honestly, I bet your ratings slip because of all these underdogs. We all know it. We're duty to say that we love it, but I don't know if everyone loves it. He said duty twice. Um, Baylor and Gonzaga are there. Those are the two best teams in college basketball. Illinois is not bringing huge ratings if they advance. Well, Baylor and Gonzaga, that's what you got for me? What, at least if, they, if it gets there, you have two really good teams. It's not where you go, oh, I don't want to watch that game or that match of that team. These are, these are the two best teams during the regular season. Whether you like that style or know these teams, you probably don't. But if they do get there, at least you're going to see what would be a legitimate national title game. But, you know, Loyola Chicago has some branding there. They've been there before. They're kind of fun. But I love being introduced to a team, a coach, a story that, you know, we wouldn't normally get. This happens every year from the standpoint of we get through the first two rounds. We're all excited. And then we go, okay, can we return to normal now? Well, what is normal now? Our world is not normal. And now you're saying, hey, you're hermetically sealed in Indianapolis. There's no home court advantage, you know, no time zone advantage. It's just you go in there and you play. It's almost like an AAU tournament where you just throw everybody in there and everybody plays. And then we'll see who emerges here. But, you know, Loyola's fun. Uh, I loved watching Ohio. Uh I saw Ohio play Illinois during the regular season. So that was my first introduction to them. Oregon State, that's a great mystery to me because I thought Oregon was going to be the team to beat out of the Pac-12. Syracuse, oh, if I hear it one more time. You know, that Syracuse zone, it's hard to match up against that Syracuse zone. For the last 30 years, I've heard that, that Syracuse zone. Do you think somebody will eventually figure out that? Why is it we figure out the Syracuse zone during the regular season? But during the tournament, no, oh, that Syracuse zone. I was like, okay, all right, whatever. That Syracuse zone. By the way, Oral Roberts has the leading score in the nation, in case you didn't know. Oral Roberts had one of... <laughs> Look at you pumping up the little guys. I'm trying to. There you go, DP. I'm trying. I'm trying. Because I remember Oral Roberts back in the 70s when they had a star player named Richie Fuqua who averaged, I think, 35 again. One of the top scorers in the nation. That's the last time I remember hearing from Oral Roberts until this weekend. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. So what do you have, McLovin? So that was my first question. Uh, This, I have another really mean one. Why do we overrate the Big Ten so much? Is it because those schools are good at football? Because everyone in the media went to a Big Ten school? Because we grew up rooting for them? (laughs) 
I think the consensus was around the country that not just those who went to Big Ten schools, that the Big Ten was by far and away the best conference this year. It wasn't because 40% of college basketball writers went to Northwestern. Well, <laughs> okay. The other ones went to Syracuse, by the I way. I know. Oh, my God. I, had to, I almost closed my Twitter account when Syracuse was winning yesterday. See, that's, that's the worst part of March Madness. When you hear from a fan base and you go, oh, no, if Syracuse wins, I'm going to hear... Uh, I'm going to hear from Mike Tirico, Sean McDonough, Bob Costas. Uh, what else do you have, McLovin? By the way, the worst is Adam Shine. But uh, do you lose? <laughs> uh, if we ask the question, did you lose one of your Final Four teams? Do you think most of the audience would say yes? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I think a lot of people loved Illinois. There were a couple of Ohio State outliers there. Um. I think I think most people took Baylor and, and Gonzaga because that seemed like the smart choices there. What else do you have? Uh, okay, so Paul came up with a Porter Moser question that he will explain. Okay, so you're Porter Moser. You got a lot of pub a couple of years ago for being the head coach of Loyola going to the Final Four. That's kind of usually once in a lifetime. He passed on a couple of job offers, including St. John's, which is you know pretty good job offer. He would have tripled his salary. Mm. If he gets offered again, if he goes deep in the tournament again, or even just where he is a Sweet 16, if you're Porter Moser, stick at Loyola for like a Mark Few move forever, or this is the time to jump because you may not be back. Well, I would like to see Indiana at least interview him. Marquette is going to be open. Utah, Minnesota, he's going to have opportunities. But it, it comes down to what is your lifestyle. He's from Chicago. Unless it's the Illinois job, I, if you love it there, you love the atmosphere there, the only tricky part with something like that is, hey, you did it. Hey, you did it again. Brad Stevens took Butler to the national title game twice, and then he left to go to the Celtics. I don't know if Porter Moser is going to go something bigger like that, I don't know. Because it comes down to what is what are you comfortable doing? And what are the expectation levels when you stay at a school, when you have some magic like that? Like Archie Miller was at Dayton. Dayton could have won the national title two years ago. Or last year, I should say. And then he goes, you know, he takes a job. Uh, you know, you jump off when you can. When you, you, your team advances, you're going to ride this and you get another job. Uh, like Musselman, Eric Musselman. He was at Nevada, and then he goes to Arkansas. And here's Arkansas in the Sweet 16. They all want to take that next step and then keep going, keep going. By the way, I know we think, God, Brad Stevens has got to go back to Indiana. He's coaching the Celtics. Okay? Like, he's the, he's the Celtics head coach. Oh, you got to go back to Indiana. You got to go back. Okay, he's from Indiana. His dad went to Indiana. I mean, it's not like you're the Sacramento Kings where you go, oh, Luke Walton's got to go back to Arizona and coach. You're still the Celtics head coach. Oh, you got to go back to Indiana. No, you don't. It's preposterous to think, well, he's got to go back there. If the Celtics don't want him anymore, okay. If I'm Brad Stevens, I'm coaching in the NBA with the Boston Celtics. 
Not a program that hasn't done anything in a long time. Oh, you got, you got to go back to Indiana. No, you don't. Yes, Paul. And, and Brad Stevens will be able to go back to Indiana at any point he wants to. Let's say there's a midseason game next year, and they're, you know Indiana's at halftime versus Michigan. He can call up then. They love him, but it's not happening. You can go back and visit. I go back and visit Cincinnati. I like where I am. I'm good. Yeah, see? Right. People assume that you always have to go back to where you came from. You and you it. really don't. You, you really, there's, sometimes there's a reason people want to get the hell out of it. I just was, I was shocked when people said, oh, Brad Stevens, Brad Stevens. Uh, and there was a report over the weekend that he's going back. That Brad Stevens is going to take the Indiana job. And I went, and I checked with my source and I said, what's going on? No, Brad Stevens is not going back. I told you that last week. I said, yeah, I know I reported that. But all of a sudden, somebody put it out there that he was, hey, I'm hearing Brad Stevens is going to go back to the, Indiana. I go, wait, if he went back to Indiana, maybe the Pacers job, but not IU. Yeah, McLevin. I don't know the Celtics job. I don't Larry Bird and Kevin McKellie walking through that door anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> Who said that? Was that Petito? Yes. Yes. And that was fun to watch Patino. I, I know that they lost and, you know, they, they got blown out in the second half. That guy can coach. You may not want him as your coach. You may not like him. But when I was asked about this last week, I said he's one of the top five coaches in college basketball and maybe one of the top five coaches in all of basketball. He can coach. He really can. He understands the game. You know, Iona is hanging in there against Alabama, and Alabama's a better team, by far better team. Yes, Todd. And he's doubled down saying he's in heaven. He's not chasing any big-time programs anymore. This is He's it. in New Rochelle. <laughs> he's not in heaven. He's in New Rochelle. And I wondered if they had beaten Alabama, then I wonder if he would still say he was in heaven. <laughs> like I, old habits die hard with these coaches. I think we bet on this, didn't we? I was the only one who said Rick Pitino will not take another job when he, by the time he retires, he will not take another job. And I bet on that. Foolish of me, but he did a great job. Although his star player is 24. Was it, did you guys look at these? These guys don't look like guys that I went to college with. These guys are grown men out there. It's like they, they just left their construction job came in and put a basketball <laughs> uniform on. These guys are, there are guys in the NBA who look a whole lot younger than some of these college players. There are men. I mean, it is the men's basketball tournament. You know, they used to be kids. Should be the grown ass man. Yes. Yes. Yeah, McLovin. Uh, our upcoming guest, Cameron Crutwig, she sure doesn't look like a college kid. <laughs> yeah, he's like an eighth-year senior. He looks like a longshoreman. Yeah. He looks, yeah, he looks like uh, he could be, like, I have an eight-year-old in my daughter's class. He's, he's the college uh, version of uh, the Joker. <laughs> oh, my God, that's perfect. Yes. He, he's one of those guys where you watch him and you go, how's he doing this? How's he? And he did it two years ago when they went to the Final Four. Yes, Todd. Oh, McLovin uh, stole my thunder there. He looks like someone that probably has a seven-year-old and a five-year-old. <laughs> and uh, very. And supposedly he's uh, got some person. He plays the harmonica. He does Will Ferrell in person. Is he bringing the harmonica? I, I asked. I haven't heard back, but I did make the request for him to have that in his pocket. Yeah, he should. Fun. 
Yeah. Well, he should put it in his hand. If it's in his pocket, then he's going to, I want him to play it. If he's got it, got his harmonica. I like how he says that he's not a, he's not a singer. He's a performer. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that means. I'm not a singer. It's his week though. By the way, and you know what his favorite song is? I do, because I was doing some research, but okay. I'm very, I love him more than ever now. Okay. There's your giveaway. Yeah, Paul. Kiss on my list, Hall and Oates. Not that song. Mm. Yes. McCoy. Private Eyes? Nope. Maneater. Oh, wow. Now, I've got an hour to debate, to ponder, if he sings Maneater does Todd get to sing with Cameron oh, Crutwick? Oh, yeah. a dream come true. Yeah. But you have to be a background singer. That's fair. Like you can't dominate like you try to normally. But play. when I saw that, he, he likes Hall & Oates, Billy Joel, the 80s and 90s music, and yeah. he's all in on yeah. Maneater. How great is that? Yeah. All right, we'll take a break. Phone calls, best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like, 877-3DP-SHOW. Got an update on Deshaun Watson. I'll have that for you coming up a little bit later on. Trying to get a little bit more information because we're dealing with the delicate topic here. But this is the football aspect of this. I told you that's my focus is going to be on the football aspect, not salacious details, just that. And I'm, I'm waiting for a little bit more information on uh, Deshaun Watson for you. That'll be coming up. It's uh, 21 after the hour. Take a break. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. I mentioned Built Bars, and it's a protein bar. It's healthy. It's one of those where you take a bite and you go, and, and this, is, this is good for me. This is a protein bar. Yes, healthy protein bar. Can it taste good? Yes, it can. Built Bars, 100% real chocolate, high protein, low carbs, low sugar, gluten-free. And it's one of those, it's great in the morning if you're not having breakfast and you want to just have something get you through to lunch or in between breakfast and lunch or lunch and dinner. I'm going to go work out, coming back from a workout. BuiltBar.com, use the promo code DP10 at checkout. You'll get 10% off your first order. And uh, you got cookies and cream, which is one of our favorites here. Salted caramel is another one. Uh, amazing flavors. And they come out with amazing flavors all the time. Do your body and your taste buds a favor. Order a box today. Check them out. BuiltBar.com. BuiltBar.com, promo code DP10. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. What's up, everyone? It's me, three-time NFL All-Pro Sean Marion. And I have a new sports podcast called the Lights Out Podcast with Sean Marion. This podcast is special to me as I get a chance to talk to some of the best who've ever done it on the field or the track. So whether it's talking to a Super Bowl champion or a NASCAR Cup Series champion, the Lights Out Podcast will bring it to you the only way I know how to. I'm giving you the best insight from the best who've ever done it. Listen to Lights Out with Sean Marion on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. 
Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Where other vans stop short, Mercedes-Benz vans go far beyond from their customization options, cutting-edge tech, to their five-star sales service financial support crew. Mercedes-Benz vans are built, equipped, and engineered to be ready for anything. Go the extra mile by taking the all-important first step into an authorized dealership today. He's a CBS Sports College Hoops reporter, managing editor of college basketball for The Athletic. Seth Davis joining us on the program. Let me start with the obvious question. Who told you guys that you could dance? <laughs> that we could dance or could dance well? Those are two different things. Everybody can dance. Um, so... I'll give you, know, you credit so for effort there, Seth. <laughs> That's all I'm asking for, truly. That's all I'm asking for. 
<laughs> Where was the music? Because that made it even more awkward. Well, I don't know. You know, you may have seen there, there was a version on Twitter that didn't have music, but when it was on the air, we we did have music. So I'll I'll send you that one. It was it was pretty. Oh good. no no Look, no! I'm good. You don't yeah. have to send it to me. I, oh, <laughs> you're good. You're I'm, good. Look, I'm seen, I mean, I've seen I, enough. I, I I only have one piece of advice for people for people. If you're ever going to dance on national television and you're worried about how you look while you're dancing, just do it near Wally Serbia. <laughs> You'll be all right. You'll be all right. Uh, worst loss. We're a little punchy. We're a little punchy after a thousand hours in the studio. You've been there, son. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. <laughs> worst loss of the weekend. Oh, I think it's Rutgers. Um, they had that game in hand and, uh, you know, the missed shots down the stretch, missed free throws. Um Gosh, there, you know, there, there are a lot of them. I mean, what Oral Roberts was able to do, um, I guess maybe you'd have to say Ohio State as well, the way that they lost it. Uh, I mean, Ohio State played about as poorly as you can play and still had a shot at the end to send it into another overtime. And, you know, Ohio State's season was just unbelievable. I mean, I think of, of all teams in college basketball, they probably maximized their potential as well as, as anybody. And so for them to to lose a game where they don't play well, um, I, I just I, I'm crushed for these for kids. You know, it's like the 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 pain of the tournament. And how about Texas? Um, not only losing and losing the way that they did, and you know everything that you know Shaka Smart has been through, being on the hot seat all the time. He still hasn't won a first round game. We had a shot of Shaka. I don't even know if this aired, Dan, but it was after the game, and he was in the hallway. My, it's. It felt like it was outside the locker room or the meeting room, wherever they were, and he was just standing there, just trying to process everything. And he kind of knelt down and closed his eyes as if he was gathering his thoughts to go talk to his team. I mean, we we think about the upsets and the incredible Cinderellas, but there's there's a flip side of that coin, man. And that pain runs very very deep. Is Shaka Smart safe in Texas? Oh yeah, yeah. They had, okay. again. They, I mean, I would hope. I, I would. I would hope, and maybe I'm I'm a little Pollyanna, so people understand the capricious nature of the NCAA tournament. I mean, this thing is nuts. I mean, I'm so glad I don't have to get on national television and pick these games because, um, you know, if you did, you'd probably look foolish all the time. Illinois, that's a big loss, too. A lot of people had Illinois. If you didn't have Gonzaga or Baylor, you probably had Illinois as maybe the team to win it all. What happened? Loyola happened. Um, you know, over the last... I'd say three, three and a half weeks of the season, nobody was better than Illinois. Remember, they went into Michigan. Yep. They beat Michigan by 23 points at Michigan without Io DeSumo. And that was the first time I thought, wow, this team really has championship medal. But, you know, to me, the, the, the fun of sports, and especially the NCAA tournament, Dan, is when you see the contrast in styles. And that's a big reason why upsets happen, because – you know, a team like Illinois, yeah, they're, they're, they're capable of beating in a half-court game, but they want, they want to get out and go. But, you know, one of my rules of thumb is if one team wants to run and the other team wants to walk, the game's going to be a slow pace because it's much easier to take a team that wants to run and slow a game down and muck it up as opposed to speeding up a team like Loyola that is used to playing a certain style, doesn't turn the ball over. Um, so you got to beat Loyola their way. I mean, I like them. I like them to make the Final Four for that reason. Now, Porter Moser turned down jobs the last time around. St. John's, I believe, but you got openings here, Indiana, Marquette, Utah, Minnesota. Porter Moser going to stay at Loyola? It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard this time around. Um, you know, he came very, very close to taking the St. John's last time uh, job. 
um, before it went to Mike Anderson, he told me a story about how, you know, he went to St. John's and he got on the plane to get back to Chicago and thought he was going to take the job and he was still deciding. So he took out a, a pen and paper and he wrote out two statements to the Loyola fan base, one saying I'm going, one saying I'm staying, and then which one feels better. And he, he, he thought that the one of, that he was staying felt better. So um, that's why he stayed. But this time around, you got in, you know, between Indiana and Minnesota, Marquette is another uh, landing place for him, another private school in the Midwest. Um, it's going to be very hard. And, and plus, you know, he's losing uh, Cameron Crutwig and Lucas Williamson, his two best players as seniors. So um, I think this time around he jumps, but stranger things have happened. We said that about Mark Few for a long, long time. Well, we had Brad Stevens over the weekend. Apparently, you know, somebody reported that he was leaving. He was going to take the Indiana job. And I went, he's coaching the, the Boston Celtics. He's not coaching the Orlando Magic or Sacramento. I mean, come on. Yeah, no, 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 no. Brad Stevens is not taking it. First of all, he'd have to leave the team now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, you want to count the number of reasons why Brad Stevens? I don't know, you know. My, my pal Mark Titus was was kind of egging this on 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 Twitter, and I think he was having fun with it. I don't think he was serious. So I don't know who actually quote unquote reported that, but obviously nobody who uh, had any real information. Now, will Brad shock the world? Like you know, it's always possible, but it, I don't think it's possible. We have a bet. I'm I'm the only one who said the following: Rick Pitino does not take another job in his coaching career. Seth, I'm going to have you on record. Do you want to go with the Danettes, or you want to go with me? Well, I don't know who, who did, who did, I'll, I'll tell you what I think. I don't know who said what, but everybody, all of my guys said that Patino is going to take another job. At no, the, you're right. As usual, as usual, uh, you are, you are correct. I think Rick, Rick would have never left Louisville if, um, if that hadn't happened. It, it, you know what? If, if anybody wants to hire Rick, they're going to have to take their university and physically move it to Wingfoot. Because that's Rick's happy place, okay? <laughs> that golf he's got course. a house on the golf course. He's got a membership at the club. And he's 68 years old. And he's going to – Iona is perfect for him. He's going to blow that thing up because we're about to have roster get in with, with transfers being allowed to ch change schools without sitting out for a year. So when you talk about the MAC, you know, there's three or four good programs in that league and everything else is a fall-off. So he could make that kind of an East Coast version of Gonzaga because he'll have – if you give Rick Pitino just a little bit of a talent differential over the rest of the league, obviously he's going to blow it up. Look what he did this year with it. They were off for 68 days because of COVID, Dan, combined, and he still got them to the tournament. I said this last week to the Dan Ants. I think Pitino's one of the top five coaches in America. I, I just think that he, he understands the game. He can beat you with your team. He can beat you with his team. He just has innate ability to be able to do that. I'm not saying he's the coach for every university or for every fan base, but Patino can coach. We're talking to Seth Davis, CBS Sports College Hoops reporter. Uh, let the audience know what to expect today since we do have basketball coming up in about three hours from now. Yes, we do. Well, to me, the game of the day, 7-10 CBS, LSU, and Michigan. Uh, first of all, the Big Ten has not showed out. I'm not a big, like, conference guy when it comes to the tournament, but I know it's obviously a big part of the dialogue. Um, LSU is a really tough matchup for Michigan because I, I do think that LSU has found another gear. They're long, they're fast, they're athletic, and they're committed to defending. Uh, and of course, Michigan is without their second leading scorer now, Isaiah Livers, who is not only a really good score, three-point shooter, he's one of their best defenders, he and Franz Wagner. So, uh, you know, LSU's got three big-time scores uh, in that one. 
And listen, everybody's on notice. I mean, Oregon, Iowa, Oregon, obviously, you know, tough to get a read on them because they didn't play a first round game. Um, they've been up and down because of pauses and injuries, but they are at full strength and they can score the ball. And that's what Iowa uh, likes to do as well. And then, you know, the nightcap is going to be interesting to me, uh, USC and Kansas. Um, USC's had a terrific year. They've got Evan Mobley, but, you know, a lot of people go poor betting against Bill Self in the NCAA tournament. So I like the Jayhawks in that one. It's great to talk to you. Um, by the way, that whole FBI probe a couple of years ago that was going right. to blow up college basketball that didn't blow up college basketball. What, right. What, what exactly happened or didn't happen where LSU and Arizona and Kansas and it just kind of went away? Do, 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 you, do, you remember, do you remember having me on when I wrote that tweet that I got shredded for? So, so it's parallel tracks. First of all, the FBI track where you had prosecutors in New York and FBI folks listening to low level scam artists trying to, you know, make a, a fast buck here and there saying, Oh, I got this guy. I got that guy. I got self. I'm talking to Miller. And they thought they were telling the truth. So they thought, Hey, let's move in on this guy. And they're going to, he's going to flip on the guy he's talking to. And guess what? He was full of it. The separate track is the NCAA, which, um, now has fresh evidence to uncover. And it, it, it takes a while because they were not allowed to start investigating these cases until all of the legal stuff was oh, done. Okay. They told them, hey, you can't do anything. So they have to go back and re-interview. They can use the evidence from the trial. Then they have to go back and re-interview everybody. And this stuff takes a while. Then you have the pandemic pushing everything back. So within the next year to year and a half, we're going to see these decisions come down. But if you notice, Dan, they're going to, aside from Will Wade is the only one who's like directly implicated potentially, everything else like Arizona, Sean Miller, this is head coach control. This is the NCAA saying, well, you didn't do any of this or we didn't catch you doing any of this stuff, but you are responsible for what happened. So that's how they're going to penalize these things. And the last thing I'll say about it is the, the most interesting one is the Kansas case, because it's one thing for Sean Miller to say your two assistants broke these rules and therefore you're responsible. In the Kansas case, it's like this guy from the sneaker company that you have a contract with did all this stuff and you are responsible because he is technically classified as a booster. That's never been done before. So eventually it'll all wrangle out. But this whole thing about, you know, all these head coaches are on the line saying, I'll pay him this amount of money. That's not where the action is. The action is in agents and in this kind of underworld and the head coaches, um, you know, for better or ill. And there's a lot of both is they're kind of see no evil, hear no evil. They know what's going on. They don't care. They just want the player. Who's in the most trouble. Uh, Will Wade. Will Wade because the, he he's on now again. It's like now he's LSU's you know, head coach. LSU's head coach. I mean, he's, he, he's on the line saying I made him a strong ass offer. Right. And everyone's saying, well, we all know what that means, but I always go back to it, Tom Cruise's line in, in, a, in a few good men. Don't tell me what I know. Tell me what I can prove. So when Curtis Townsend of Kansas says about Zion Williamson says, well, we'll do whatever we got to do to get here. Oh, I know what that means. Well, what can you prove that he did? So it's a much higher bar. Look, all these, all these guys. And you know, what's, a shame, frankly, is that Patino is the only one who lost his job and he was never implicated. It was because of everything else that had gone on at Louisville. So it's all shady. It's always it's all shady. It is. It's a shady world. And you're either in it. If you're going to be a college basketball coach, you are in this world and there's yeah. mud flying around everywhere and it's going to get stuck on you. That's what it is. Thank God for the games. <laughs> uh, have fun today. Thank you, Seth. And keep dancing. Okay. Keep dancing. Dan, I love you. Keep Dan, I love you. Thank you, buddy. That's Seth Davis, CBS. Sports college hoop analyst and uh, 
He's also managing editor of college basketball for The Athletic and a part-time dancer. Take a break. Play of the day is up next. Your phone calls on this Monday, best and worst of the weekend, right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, my God. The play. The play is called play. Of the day. Runner left side, got it! I'm going to play it and play it. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Man looking for room. Step back three for the wing. Around it off. No good. Fight for the rebound underneath. Lewis has it. Turns. Fires a three from the right corner. That's an air ball. Rebound tip. Still loose inside. It's over. It's over. Oral Roberts wins. Oral Roberts is going to the Sweet 16. Courtesy of Westwood One. The Golden Eagles now face number three seed Arkansas coming up on Saturday. That's your play of the day brought to you by M-Drive. Get the supplement I take every day. Powerful ingredients backed by science. You get energized, stronger, leaner. Go to mdrivedan.com today. Free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't let age beat you. Refind your prime with M-Drive. I know I was having fun with Seth Davis, the CBS broadcasting crew. They were dancing during a commercial or a, I don't know if it was a commercial, but sort of a commercial there. And I told the Danettes, I remember one time doing Football Night in America, and they brought in a little robot from uh, Star Wars, C-3PO, I think. <laughs> Maybe it was one of those. I'm not a Star Wars fan. And I thought, oh, that's kind of cute. And then I was told, well, you got to interact with C-3PO. And I went, okay. Like R2-D2, I will. But C-3PO, I draw the line. But, yeah, he had this little thing. like, <laughs> nailed it. And I went... What what do I do? Just talk to him. <laughs> and I went, oh, God. There are times when you have to do it because his sponsor will pay a lot of money for you to do that. And I'd be like, um, so, hey. And then, you know, they got shots of me talking to C-3PO, I guess, was the uh, name of the little guy. Yeah, McLevin. This makes no sense. Everyone knows C-3PO was designed as a protocol droid in communications. He knows every language. Well, he didn't speak my language. It must have been R2-D2 or one of those other It's a little one that looks like you could push it over, but it would come right back up. BB-8, the new one from one of the newer Star Wars. Oh, is that what it was? It was orange, maybe? I have no idea. I've tried to wipe it away from my memory bank here. Yeah, yeah. I had a nerd call you out there. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I just saw the bracket challenge here, celebrity bracket challenge, and over 10,000 of you signed up. I don't know how you're faring. All I know is Mr. Houston, Jim Parsons, Sheldon for the Big Bang, <laughs> is leading. Of course he is. Uh, Brian Cranston, who talked to Great Game, is tied with Chris Sims, second. John Daly, of course. He's tied for third with Fritzy. Frank Caliendo and Adam Sandler are fourth. And then fifth, you've got some great ones. Jack Nicholas, you've got uh, <laughs> Mario Lopez, Guy Fieri, yours truly, uh, ben Hundreds and DC the Brain Supreme from Tag Team. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Who else is uh, on the list? Uh, John Oates of Hall & Oates is uh, tied for seventh. Let's see. What else do we have here? Uh, Will Farrell tied for eighth. Uh, Mark Cuban tied uh, for tenth. Uh, let's see. Clayton Kershaw is uh, tied for twelfth. Pauly Pabst is 13th. Peter Schrager from the NFL Network is 14th. So. It's quite relaxing to be out of the bracket contest this early. I could just <laughs> watch the games. 
Light it on fire. Use it for candlelight. Oh, this has to eat away at Paulie. I, you know what? I'm still defending You're champ. You're pretty good. I could, I, I defending know. champ 2019. You're pretty good. I know. This has got to hurt a little bit. Yes, McLovin. Is Chris Sims going to put together a hype video of him being tied for second in this one like he does with every <laughs> other prediction he gets right? With his mock drafts there. Uh, speaking of the draft, segue, the NFL announced today that a select number of prospects, fans, media crews will be on site as the league welcomes this year's rookie class. It's a three-day event. April 29th to May 1st, offering free events for fans in accordance with public officials at the state and local levels to ensure safety. It's going to be in Cleveland. Fans attending draft activities will be required to wear face coverings, adhere to appropriate physical distancing. The draft will be at three iconic locations. The uh, First Energy Stadium, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and the Great Lakes Science Center. That's nice. Got sort of a draft coming up here. The NFL is not going to let a pandemic get in its way, as we saw last year. Did a great job. And this time around, going to have some of the draft prospects there. Uh, Our buddy Lance Zerline, didn't he uh, put out a mock draft here? Yeah, I think 2.0. And who does he work for? NFL.com. Okay. He does all their draft profiles, the ones that we make fun of. But he always points out he started in 2016, so anything before that, or some year like that, was not his fault. But he does watch tape. You know, yeah. He breaks it all down here. Yeah, he goes in a little room and watches tape. And his dad was an NFL assistant coach for, and still, I think we still might be for many years. Is there anything in there that well, I would be surprised at? Jamar Chase is number three, I think. I can only tell you what I told you a month ago. When a scout said that he liked him better than Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase sat out last year at LSU. But I was I was told by a scout that he liked Jamar Chase better than Devontae Smith. So I saw that as the number three pick overall. Imagine Tua Tonga-Vailoa if he's still in Miami, and he's not going to get Devontae Smith, but he's going to get Jamar Chase. It's a nice consolation prize. If you don't get your teammate, you still get a guy who – is pretty pretty incredible, ready to go. Yeah, McLovin. The other one that jumped out, and this is not he's not the only one that has Mac Jones at number fifteen. Wait. Let me let me guess. Oh. Okay. Mac Jones. Oh, Patriots. Right. And this has been very common because Mac Jones apparently has a you know, looks like Tom Brady shirtless at the combine. <laughs> is, that like, a, is that a good thing? So, no, like, so do I, but I'm not getting drafted by the Patriots. I, in some form, really, like he just, he didn't look all muscular and people that reminds him of Brady. I don't know why, but uh, I don't know. The Patriots, did they ever pick the guy that people had them in mock draft picking? Probably not. It doesn't feel that way, but I will say, and I'll go back to what, you know, uh, my sources told me there, you got to get your quarterback early because by the time it gets to, Pick seven or eight, four quarterbacks will be taken. And I'm, I'm telling you, there's an outlier who's moving up. I still don't have, you know, who that is, but I've been told there is a team moving up. And one of the guys doesn't, you know, he can't tell me because it's his team or he knows the team, but he won't tell me exactly what's going on here. Because I keep saying, wait, now who's moving up? Yeah, McLevin. Uh, one more interesting one. He has Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields going nine to Fritzy's Broncos. Mm. Why? How did Fields fall to third or fourth in this class so quickly? I think we saw too much of him. 
I don't think he had a good regular season this year. That hurt him. I love the performance against Clemson. A tough dude, man. Um, but he, he didn't look great during the regular season. Uh, I don't know if Trey Lance, who played one game, is probably going to be taken higher than Justin Fields. And then Zach Wilson is, it looks like, by all accounts, is going to go number two to the Jets. Yeah, Paul. I, the Falcons, I think, had the fourth pick. And in this mock draft, they have them trading back. I saw a couple reports that because Matt Ryan redid his contract and made it more friendly, yep. it may not be a replacement year for him. That may be pushed back a while. Yep. It, it's the, I'm told the Falcons and the Bengals may hold the cards there of somebody moving up mm. a little bit higher because they don't need quarterbacks or they're not expected to take quarterbacks. Or if they take a quarterback, Atlanta, it's going to be later. The Bengals want to make sure they get an offensive lineman. Yeah, McLevin. Everyone says Atlanta and Kyle Pitts. That's the marriage, the tight end out of Florida. When's the last time a tight end went top five? Have we had a tight end go top five in the draft? Did Keith Jackson go top five to the Eagles? I don't know. Coming up, one of the stars of Loyola, Cameron Kratwig. Close out first hour with Chrome Soft. I didn't get a chance to hit golf balls this weekend, but I did putt. Drive for show, putt for dough. So I'm using the ball that Xander Shoffley, John Rom, Phil Mickelson are using. And uh, the Chrome Soft. Chrome Soft from Callaway, because Callaway doesn't just make the ball better for tour players. Callaway makes the better tour ball for everyone. Whether you're a pro or low handicapper, a weekend warrior, you want the best performing tour ball out there. And there's a Chrome Soft for you. Number one selling tour ball because most golfers love the combo of incredible distance, soft feel, short game control. Also, Callaway's number one ball on tour, the Chrome Soft X, designed to give elite players precise shot workability. Amazing greenside action. And then there's Callaway's longest tour ball, the new Chrome Soft XLS, low spin profile, max distance off the tee. Chrome Soft isn't just better, it's better for everyone. Find the Chrome Soft today at CallawayGolf.com slash Chrome Soft. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. 
And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.